And Now, the podcast that talks about the dark side of sexuality and brings you topics that you don't talk to your mother about. It's time to open your mind and welcome to Behind Blue Eyes. Welcome back to episode two on the podcast that explores the dark corners of your mind, Behind Blue Eyes. I'm your host for today's exploration, Eddie Kramer. For today's episode, I have my co-host, wife, and partner in crime, Harmony, with me. Today, we have a fantastic interview that I hope will turn into future episodes. We have CoverGirl. She's in her late 20s, bisexual, married to a man, and in a very interesting poly relationship. In this fascinating conversation, we get a glimpse into the inside world of polyamory, how it works for them, some of the challenges, and the fun times that can happen. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for future episodes and maybe even tell a friend. Visit our website at xxxbehindblueeyes.com for our blog and other goodies. And make sure you visit uh, Eden Fantasies. They're a fantastic sex toy site. We'll actually have reviews of sex toys, all different types, that you can buy right off the site at a great price. So here we go. Without further ado, here is Harmony with me and CoverGirl. Okay, so we'd like to welcome uh, Clever Girl here today. Hello, Clever Girl. Hello. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing excellent. We also have Harmony, our co-host. Hello. How are you doing today, Harmony? I'm all right. <laughs> Just all right? That's never good. You're supposed to be good. I'll be good after this drink. Oh, the drink. Wait, let's get the clinky. Okay, there's one. It's not really clinky. Mine was clinky. Let's do clinky. All right, excellent. Perfect clink. Okay, so we um, we brought a clever girl in. Thank you for coming today. We really appreciate yeah, your time. Of course, I know it's certainly valuable. But uh, <laughs> so you have a very interesting lifestyle and background. So I want to kind of explore that, and um, I hope that um, this is, will be a good, enjoyable experience. And if it is, um, you can tell your other people that you're um, currently living with, because we I kind of want to do the whole every one of them. Okay, every one of your. Uh, which we'll talk about for okay. your particular situation, and then maybe a group session we have it all together be interesting. Okay. So I, I anticipate this will be multiple episodes, so this is just the beginning starting episode. Sure. And for those of everybody that's listening out there, um, we uh, uh, welcome you to our, our event today. Um, so first, can you just tell me some basic stuff, like how old are you? Um, well, I'm 22 for the eighth time. 22 for the eighth time. Doesn't, yep. doesn't sound like you're 22. Well, <laughs> we're going with 22. All right, we'll go with 22. So uh, where do you come from originally? Um, so I've lived a gypsy life. Um, I was born in Coral Springs, Florida. We lived in Tamarack till I was three. Then we lived in Chicago till I was nine. Then we lived in Atlanta till I was like 16. Connecticut till I was 18. Did a stint in Pennsylvania, and I've been here for 10 years. That's a very gypsy lifestyle. Yeah, we kind of... So you must be a gypsy. Are you a gypsy? Consider yourself that? Um, I would Not necessarily, but it's in my background, so that's... Oh, that's that. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> very. So would you say you grew up in a more liberal or conservative family environment? Oh, very liberal. Very liberal. Mom was a very strong feminist. Strong feminist. So oh, how yes. did that impact you as, a, as you were growing up? Um, well, she definitely raised me as like, um, you know, you can do anything and not like the, I don't know, kind of what we're seeing with like, um, 
the feminazi movement will say Ooh. like i wasn't taught that like all men are bad yes um you know down with the patriarchy but it was very much like you are equal and mm-hmm. you should never let a man tell you otherwise oh very strong then. yes and very uh, uh, opinionated and very in that, okay very, very that's very good mm-hmm. and what about your dad um well uh so i kind of grew up with I have a sister, mm-hmm. and she's my half-sister. Mm-hmm. So her dad adopted me because he and my mom met and got married when I was like three. Um, but he kind of sucked. And then um, mom and him got divorced, and then uh, she remarried Lex, my stepdad. Mm-hmm. My sister and I just call him dad. Mm-hmm. Um, probably when I was about 15. So um, he's Dutch. Like, straight off the boat from Holland. Just got his citizenship, like, three years ago. Wow. um, Which is pretty cool. But, um, so, his views, um, like, most Europeans are very liberal. Yes. Yeah. A lot more open than us Americans. Oh, way more open. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, tell me about how your family talked about or dealt with sexuality. And as we talked in previous episodes, uh, myself and Harmony had quite a different upbringing also, Mm -hmm. Uh, me coming from a very conservative where we never talked about it. So how how did that impact you as you're growing up? Oh, mom was very open, super open. If I had questions, she answered them, like even from a young age. There was no birds and the bees. There was like, this is what intercourse is. Mm -hmm. This is, you have a vagina, men have penises. (laughs) Like there was never any mystery. And I mean, I remember my mom was kind of like the mom of my group of friends too. So everyone always came over to our house and she was always very open with them too. Very much like, I don't want you hearing the weird shit in the back of the bus. If you have questions, Mm -hmm. like we're going to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And I remember mom and Lex driving me and my friend Molly to, I don't know, we're going to Target and we're talking about this. Like it's cool we're open like you have questions whatever and uh molly decides to ask about anal sex oh excellent yep so um mom and lex are like okay we're having this conversation you know if you're serious we're serious let's go even i feel like molly and i were just like shock factor like what's the weirdest thing we can ask about you know and um so it was it was very open though and how old were you then were you then oh man i was probably like maybe 15 maybe 16 yeah. yeah yeah You know, in that age where obviously we're having sex, but like, you know, she couldn't ask her mom because her mom was very conservative too. Sure. Mm -hmm. So what, at at what age did you have your first sexual experience? Uh, I lost my virginity when I was 13. So very young. Very young. Was that something that you talked and shared about with your mom? So I was kind of pressured into it. I dated a boy that was much older and Mm. he kind of Those older men are never good. You know, (laughs) (laughs) he kind of was like, if you don't want to do this, then I'm not going to be with you. And for whatever reason, in my weird 13 year old head, I was like, oh my God, he's the only boy that's ever going to like me. Mm -hmm. So, so it happened. Um, But I didn't tell my mom. Because I was afraid. Because sure. I knew it was wrong. Right. Like, I should have waited, whatever. Um, but he and I used to pass notes to each other. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I'm a 13-year-old kid. I saved all these notes. Mm-hmm. And mom somehow stumbled across one. So she found one. So she found one. Mm-hmm. So she's like, what the fuck is this? Uh-huh. Let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, I was like, well, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and her immediate reaction was not shame or, like, you're grounded. It was, okay, we're making an appointment. You're going to go get on birth control. Wow. And how old are you again, you said? 13. 13, mm-hmm. so very young. Mm-hmm. Okay. What would you consider yourself, uh, your sexuality? What would you say you are? Um, I'm pansexual. Pansexual. Mm-hmm. And explain that to everyone else. What does that mean um, to you? So, so the concept and sort of the difference between pansexuality and bisexuality, um, pansexuality suggests that gender doesn't matter. 
that it's more about personality and who you jive with, where bisexuality, I feel, um, and even though it's kind of broadened now, um, as we're becoming more aware and more, or just aware, I guess, mm-hmm. um, but bisexuality to me still suggests that gender is important. Okay. Whereas for me, it is, it isn't about gender. Okay. It is totally about like the experience we're having as people. Right. I feel like you're kind of right about the bisexual part because I would identify as bisexual. Mm-hmm. So there's things about men that I find attractive and is attracted to, and there's things about women that I'm attracted to and that kind of thing. But they don't... It's kind of weird because it's like those things don't interact, mm-hmm. interchange with each other. Like what I find attractive in a woman, I will not find attractive in a man. Right, right. That right. makes sense. Whereas, exactly, like I don't feel necessarily limited by that. Yeah. But for me, it, it is absolutely personality. I halt using the word sapiosexual because I feel like that gets tossed around Mm -hmm. so much and um it's kind of lame but (laughs) at the same time it is it is it is absolutely lost and and I I think people pretentious people use that word you know (laughs) like um so but I I guess kind of yeah like it's it's all about the connection and I'm not like and I never have been like a casual sex person Mm -hmm. um so and I've heard demisexual thrown around too which Mm -hmm. is kind of the same concept where it's like it's about personality and like I need to know someone and that kind of thing sure um so that to me is like the difference between like the bi and the pan concept and and we'll probably talk, we'll definitely have an episode or two on the different types of sexuality. This will be a big topic. So so thank you for that. Uh, cool. Yeah, that you absolutely. Have. So did you, what was it, when was the first time you dated a girl? So do you remember that? So prior to, Oops. prior to really like current life, I've never had like a serious relationship with a girl. Mm. Um, I fooled around with girls in high school and that was kind of like, I feel like I was younger than that when I was like, ooh, I like girls. I had a best friend when I was in, I don't know, like, we've known each other since, like, middle school. Um, and her talking about dating another girl, like, set me off for some reason. And then, like, kind of really thinking about it, I'm like, that's because I have a crush on her. Oh, so yes. I kind of knew from, like, opening. yeah, so mm-hmm. I kind of knew from a young age that, like, um, that I was interested in girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like, I've messed around with girls, like, my whole adult life. And then... Um, the one I'm with now was my first like actual serious relationship. So before, did, did you see it more as a sexual attraction, and that's what drawn you to it, or was there more I than that? Sort of just never met the right girl, you okay. know. That makes um, sense. I, I feel like, and and you may agree, but um, a lot of times girls are like flighty with other girls. <laughs> oh yeah. They are mean too. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's almost like hard. You know, you mm. meet that girl and you're like, oh man, I'm interested, and then all of a sudden she's like ghosting you, and it's like mm-hmm. real weird and. Yeah. Yeah, so just never had luck. I think that's changed a lot too as we've gotten older and like you get more into the millennial stage and you have those kids who grew up like my ex who were, you know, like, oh, like we'll shelter you and all those other stuff. So like these girls don't feel like they need to like harbor a relationship in any form because it's like the way that everything goes now is just quick. Mm-hmm. It's like, right, it's here's a Snapchat. Like mm-hmm. there, it's just the instant gratification and as soon as that's gone, that's it. We that's live great. in the world of instant gratification. You're right. So, Absolutely. So you, you are actually a little, probably a rarity of what's out there in the world, possibly. Maybe. <laughs> so how, how long ago did you meet your husband? Um, okay, so long story. Um, B and I met, I was like 12 or 13, and he is nine years older than me. Oh. 
Yeah. Cradle rubbers. <laughs> there was not nothing. It was <laughs> completely platonic and totally benign. And um, um, like I knew his girlfriends and things like that. We just ran in the same circle. And it's really funny because me and and one of my good friends, like, I don't know, looked up to him. And mm-hmm. we thought, we were like, oh, man, he's so cute. So, like, <laughs> um, so years and years later when we like hooked up at an event and like shit happened mm. i'm talking to this girlfriend of mine and we're like oh man you're so lucky so cute you know and it yes. just kind of happened so um but we've been together for 10 years wow so mm-hmm. it's a long time mm-hmm. and what sexuality would he be considered uh, in your mind he would say he's straight straight yeah very rare now those straight men yeah right <laughs> um we've ha- kind of had that conversation and and he may deny it but he's told me like he i don't know like he's open to the thought but has never found anyone attractive okay he's just not attracted to guys right right mm-hmm. yeah guys sometimes can be pretty gross so that's fair <laughs> so when you got into the relationship with him originally were you looking for just you you together or was there always in the back of your mind how did that work cuz now you're in a polyamorous relationship mm-hmm. would you consider that mm-hmm. okay so so at what point did you decide that's for you um well he's always been poly okay like i so since you, know, you got together he was yeah that was just i knew that about that. him okay mm-hmm. and and i feel like um you know as we're talking about his past and things like that that he's literally always been that way he's mm. he's always dated just multiple girls and that everyone's in consent of course but sure um that's just always been his life and um for me i don't know growing up i always felt like you know cheating and all of that and i was just like i didn't have a word for it but i just felt Mm. like um it's okay to love more than one person and Mm. be in love with more than one person at once and it's okay to date multiple people Mm -hmm. and if you're open to that then that kind of removes the cheating concept Mm -hmm. because if you've got one person in your relationship that is poly tendency, whatever, and the other person is strictly monogamous, I, I really feel like... It's going to clash. Yeah, it's going to clash. Yeah. Maybe they don't know they're poly because, you know, we're young and we're stupid. Right. And that translates to cheating for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's many reasons people cheat and maybe that's not accurate. But that's mm-hmm. kind of just how I viewed it when I was younger. Sure. Um, so when I got with B, it was like, I knew that about him. And so it was cool. I was like, oh, yeah. we mesh. Like, this is great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you actually have a conversation about it that, uh, you know, he's going to say I'm polyamorous or I'm going to date multiple girls or was it uh, just organically just evolved? You just accepted it? Or was there actual a sit-down conversation about how you would actually I feel like it was interact? just organic, yeah. It was. Well, at the time. So he was married before me. Okay. Um, and so at the time, he and his wife were separating. Mm-hmm. But he still, like, carried a torch for her. Because it wasn't like, I don't know, it wasn't like a dramatic thing. It was just like a, we're not into it anymore. Okay. And um, so when we first hooked up, he was like, I'm not looking for anything serious. Because he kind of, on the back burner, was hoping she was going to come back. And we kind of discussed, like, what, what, what happens if that does happen? Sure. What if she changes her mind and comes back? Like, okay. what if the separation isn't permanent? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess in that way, we did kind of talk about it. Yeah. So when you said that, what, if she decided to come back, you would have accepted her into the family? Yeah. Okay. Because I kind of viewed it as like, well, she was first. So like, okay. okay. Yeah. So as you went through um, your relationship, did you um, both date other people, particularly at the beginning? Or did you, um, were you just together, you two? How did, when yeah. did it start to branch out or when did that actually happen? Oh man, I feel like it was like several years, like three or four years before we were like 
okay, you know? Yeah. Um, and then prior to, like, recently, like, we didn't date anyone separately. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we were unicorn hunters. So, so, um, so explain that. So you were looking for a person to join you as a couple. Correct. Okay. So a unicorn hunter, that mm-hmm. kind of term is usually a hetero couple who is poly and wants the third. Mm-hmm. So they have a triad and okay. they tend to want a closed triad, okay. meaning that all three are committed to each other and they're not seeking outside partnerships. Okay. And would this have been a girl you're looking for, a guy, yes, or did a girl. it matter? A girl. Okay. Yeah. I figured it was a girl. Because uh, oh. that's just kind of like how he's always run. Mm-hmm. So like his initial relationships, like where I knew his girlfriends, mm-hmm. uh, it was like three girls and him and they all lived together. And they all shared a bed and they all lived in the same room. Sounds and, exciting. <laughs> and like I knew that. And like a couple of the girls did end up meeting other guys and kind of leaving and just ended up being him and his wife. But mm-hmm. that's, yeah. So so he kind of started that way and you just kind of fell into mm-hmm. working exactly. through it based on your And background. I was like, oh, I like this idea. This is cool. Let's do it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So what, did you set up uh, rules or um, an order of, of what's happening? I know a lot of relationships, particularly that are poly or open, they have rules that you set up about how you meet people or when you meet people. So initially, how did that kind of go down? So to begin with, I was still very insecure. Mm. Um, so I was very much like, you can't meet her without me. Okay. And you can't play with her without me. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go on dates, like that's cool. But like the kind of like strictly sexual stuff, I was like, no, not no. unless I'm there. Okay. So you had to be there for that to actually happen. Yeah. yeah. And he respected it because he understood like my kind of hangups. Yeah. Um, but then sort of as it evolved... So in in polyamory, you kind of have the different styles, of course, because, you know, there's no rules to this. Um, Some people practice, I'm saying it wrong, hierarchical polyamory, Mm -hmm. where, like, you have a primary partner and then a secondary partner, and, like, one is above the other. And he has always expressed not wanting it to be that way. Okay. He doesn't like the hierarchy. He wants everyone to be on an equal equal playing playing field. Right. So it took me a long time to feel like I could do that. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So at what point did you think, uh, or tell me about jealousy, because jealousy obviously comes into these relationships. And oh, yeah, hugely. How, so how did that, how did you get over that, or how does that affect you in, in your relationship? Um, I feel like jealousy is natural, and it's normal, and it's a day-to-day thing, and like, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe he does something with our partner that I'm like, well, you don't do that with me, you know? And yeah. it's kind of, it's communication, you have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You have to be like, this is what's going on, this is how I feel. Um, and then for me personally, just, I need a lot of reassurance. I just do. Right. Um, so maybe I'll bring it up and I want him to be like, no, it's okay. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. So when you guys started it, your, do you, can you recall your first experience of meeting somebody that you decided, Hey, this is somebody we want to kind of bring into the group yeah. or at least to, to play with or, or, or that type of environment. Um, so we had a girl that B met mm-hmm. on FET. Who you know he talked to life. Or, com. Yep, <laughs> mm-hmm. that he had talked to for a little while or whatever, and kind of wanted that situation. Yeah. Um, and we met and we wanted a date, whatever. All three of you went. All on three a of date? us, and we okay. ended up we ended up hooking up. And I'm not usually a fuck on the first date girl, but it happens. Sure. And yeah. um, um, we that was a long time ago. That was like six, maybe seven years ago now. Mm-hmm. And um, she was not looking for that. She was in school and working two jobs and she didn't have time for that. So she was really just like, she'd come visit on weekends and like mm-hmm. hang out with us for the weekend kind of thing. We still talk to her, which yeah. is pretty cool. Um, but that was kind of like our first like experience So with she was that. like a friends with benefits yeah. kind of event? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would say that. And sexually with her, do you, um, so you you did all type of sex acts with her? That wasn't a problem yeah. for you? or no. 
No. no. And would you consider yourself in the, the girl world a top or a bottom, or how does that work? Oh, man, I don't know. I feel like I'm so, like, submissive in the sexual aspect, but, like, I've never been with a girl who was dominant. Okay. Um, so I guess I end up falling into that role just naturally, which makes me very uncomfortable. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> So open up the conversation even more. So you're not only polyamorous, but you're into BDSM. Yes. Which I think a lot of times there may be some connection there. There is a lot of crossover. There is crossover mm-hmm. there. So you consider yourself a submissive? Yes. You do. Mm-hmm. And so mostly when you get um, like the past girlfriend that you guys had, mm-hmm. or friends with benefits, was she um, considered submissive also? Yes. But you were the submissive, if you look at the hierarchy, the bottom of the submissive pile? She would have been, yeah. She would have been. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So she, you would have both told her what to do and how to do yes. it and, and how that worked out. Yeah. Okay. Which there was some of that. And yeah. like, I don't know, um, in the girl world, like teaching other people is really, I find it awkward. How so? Well, you know, because you got to be like, oh, this is what you do when you go down on me. And like, you know, because this girl, I've never been with another girl before. So, oh, yeah. Really? So that's um, a good experience. She liked it, which is a good thing. That is good. But it was very much like, oh, yeah, this is how you do it. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, and I think we'll, we'll talk about this in future episodes, too, is that um, my experience with women is that um, they're very specific on the needs that they have to get to where they got to get to. Absolutely. Where men are very simple. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> two tugs and they're done. Where women, you have to have, it's a puzzle. You got to put this piece of puzzle together in order to do that. Yeah. And you got to go in just the right direction. And Correct. if you stop, then everything changes. It and changes. And you got to mm-hmm. reset and start over again, yeah. which mm-hmm. sometimes for men can be frustrating. <laughs> right. So, so certainly that does happen. It's right. frustrating for us. Shit. Yeah. Hello. Well, well, I imagine it's frustrating because the, for the women, it, particularly ones that are, I think, are more on the shy side, yeah. they don't want to say that, hey, man, stop doing that. You're kind of hurting me down there. It's kind yeah. of rubbing my clit the wrong way when the reality is, you know, if you move a little bit to the right, that would just do be good. Or like slow down or not so hard or like whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, and men sometimes tend to be more aggressive, I think, in that matter. Yeah, the fact too. that... Um, you know, I'm lucky to have men in my life that even know what a clit is. Is you know that is very yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't have to get the diagram out or anything. No, no, no. there's no anatomy lesson. Which no anatomy is lesson. Great. So, so you had this experience with this um, your your ex, mm-hmm. and then um, were you also you or your husband dating other people at that time? No. Or so it was, you kind of were monogamous between your three your triad. It's mm-hmm. close triad. Mm-hmm. So at what at some point that that ended right in your world, and she moved on. Uh, well, like I said, we still talk to her. Like she just okay. she lives so far away, and mm-hmm. like her life schedule is just so busy. Like we don't see her mm-hmm. basically ever. We still talk to her though. Okay, so so at some point she kind of faded a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I she say. wasn't as yeah as easy to hang out with. Yeah. As, as, mm-hmm. as so so you decided someone decided we need to maybe spice things up or have someone else join the the, the family. At what point did, um, did that um, happen? It just kind of... So, the I guess the next girl that we did together, B, met on Tinder. Okay. Not Tinder. Tumblr. 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 Which is a weird place to find somebody. Isn't it? Well, now, um, now you can't find anybody. Well, I can't find anybody. Because they've, they've blocked that from so this is fun thing. Back in the day when mm. you could still see porn on Tumblr. Yes. And he and I both had our Tumblr blogs. And, you know, as you're clicking through, he stumbled upon this other girl who, like, she posts, like, stories and stuff. Sure. Um, and he messaged her and they got to talking and, like, oh, we have a lot in common and mm. whatever. 
Um, and she was local? And she was local. Which is hard to find. Right. Especially right yeah, in the wide crazy. world of Tumblr. That's a so, secret, yes. Right. So um, we ended up like meeting up with her and dating her and that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. then, um, I don't want to say because of us, but kind of, she met her husband. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So in your circle, she yeah. found the husband. Yeah. She was very much like the hookup on Tinder and then mm-hmm. why can I not find a steady relationship? Oh. And, and and so and she was submissive too. So B was like, "Cool, we have rules now." Okay. Um, the rules being like, um, you don't have sex on the first date. Okay. So like your first date, you can kiss, mm-hmm. and your second date, you can like get snuggly, okay. and the third date, <laughs> you can make out, and okay. the fourth date, you can have hands wandering, okay. and the fifth date, you can have sex. Uh-huh. That way, you know you're like waiting. You're yes. that period of There's time. Anticipation. Yeah, so and you're not sure just jumping not into it exactly, and yeah. like you have time to actually feel somebody out, make sure mm-hmm. they're not just trying to like hit it and quit it. So, yes. um, and. Uh, Despite that, so she ends up meeting this guy, I think on Tinder, Mm -hmm. and going on a date with him, and then messages us later and is like, so we had sex. (laughs) But I told him the rules, and it happened anyway. And um, and they're married now, so. So it actually did work out in this particular instance. So do you, um, when you've, have you gone on dates with people during this time period or, or since then, where you felt like those rules really were hard for you to follow? You were so attracted to that person, you were like... I really just want to get in his pants. Or you were okay with the rules? Yeah, I was okay with the rules. So for you, that was okay? That was no, fine. There was no problem at all? Yeah. See, sometimes women can wait a while. Sometimes they can't, right? Harmony. <laughs> um, I want to know what the goods are because I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste your time. <laughs> oh, oh, so what you're saying is if it's if it's not good, then um, it's then not going to be worth it? time to move on, oh. yeah. So if it's a two-incher, that's it? I'm out? I'm done. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Good thing we don't have a two-incher now, isn't it? Yep. So when do you decide that um, this person, after you've dated him or he's dated, that this is someone that I want to bring into the relationship and say, hey, maybe this is somebody that I'm really interested in? Um, I don't know. That's a great question. So, like, recently, like, within the last couple of years, we have been dating separately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And I don't know if it was ever, like, with true intent to, like, bring it in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, because there's a couple girls that he dated that, like, that wasn't what happened. Sure. Um, and then there's a couple girls that he dated that it did happen with. Mm-hmm. Where it was, like, I don't know. I think it just came up organically, like, in conversation. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, blah, blah. Oh, you like girls? Well, my wife likes girls, too. And okay. would you be open to that and that kind of thing? So, so when if he, if he goes on a date or if you went on a date, would you come home and debrief and say, hey, this is what happened? Or would it be, like... Don't ask, don't tell. Oh, no, we talk about it. You talk about it. Yeah, we call it story time. Story time. Story time. I love it. That's awesome. (laughs) So when you're having story time, is that something that turns you two on? Because a lot of times I've heard, and I know it's happened with with us, that um, we talk about talking to about another person and all those exciting things that could happen and then you're all of a sudden you're in bed and you're like Like you want to fuck them like that right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh sometimes yeah Yeah. i get real embarrassed talking about sex and be like thinks it's hilarious (laughs) um which is why we have story time because it'll be like yeah tell me what happened and he thinks it's hot like he loves hearing the story so yeah so he like kind of has to coax it out of me and then yeah sometimes one thing leads to another absolutely yeah it happens so so do you you literally call it story time yeah we literally call it do you have a place where you have to sit or no I mean there's no it'll just be like um you know hey we're on this date and then we're like okay story time like what happened (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty funny um 
So what challenges do you think you faced in the relationship up to this point? And I know I know we're gonna, we're getting into the part where you actually now have a quad. Would you call it a quad? Um, Not some even? people call it a polycule. Polycule. I think like people are making molecule, up names. Polycule. Oh, very Get clever. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So up to this point, <laughs> you've been dating um, on your own a yeah. little bit. Haven't really found a guy that clicked. Um, no. Well, kind of. Typically, like, even though I say I'm pansexual, like, I don't typically lean towards men. Okay. Like, I just think penises are gross. I don't it know. can be sometimes. Depends um, on the penis. Yes. I used to joke with B that like, but for him, I'm a lesbian. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think mine is that way too sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> or uh, what's your name? Harmony's like that too sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so I I did meet a guy uh, a couple years ago. He was friends with me, and I don't know. We made some joke, and he was like, "Yeah, but you're married," and I was like, "Yeah, but we're poly." Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, okay. And then we talked about going on a date, and we did. Um, and I really liked him, and we dated for like a year, something mm-hmm. to that effect. But he's kind of like, I don't know, like aggressively single. Oh. Yeah. So he wants no commitment. Absolutely not. No. Not there for it, not interested. So he's there for a good date, a good time, but that's yeah, about exactly. going to go. Yep. And, and he's not interested in a relationship with multiple people. Um, well, he's not necessarily against it. He was mm-hmm. always like... Okay, but you're married, so this can't be serious for okay, him. Okay, So for him, he didn't quite understand the whole concept behind it. I think he did. He just didn't... I think his thought process was the hierarchy thing. Oh, okay. Even yeah. though, like, yeah. that's not that's, our jam. That you would yeah. be the one no matter what. That he would be... That B would be number one priority. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned... I meant to ask earlier. So you mentioned that you're pansexual, or pansexual right? Mm-hmm. So would you... If you have um, a um, transsexual, would that be someone that you're interested in? Um, someone that has both female and male parts? Does that matter to you? I don't know. I guess not. I haven't, I haven't met any trans people that I'm like... Ready to go with? Ready to date. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know very many trans people in general. Sure. I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, but if one came or along... Or at least that are open openly like, hey, I'm trans. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is fine. Um, but yeah, I guess if I met someone and I was into them and they're like, hey, by the way, this is me. I, mm. Like, okay, cool. Like, whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah, we're going to go with it. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so... So now you um, meet... So how did you meet your current... Um, the girl that's living with you now? Um, so we met her... We met her on FetLife. So FetLife seems to be the go-to place Wait, for no, you I'm guys lying. to Wait, no, I'm lying. He met her on Tinder. Oh. Yeah, he met her on Tinder. So Tinder and FetLife are your two go-tos? I guess so, yeah. So um, it was OkCupid, but you know. Oh. Um, so it's kind of lost f- yeah. favor. So he met her on Tinder, and they got to talking because his profile said something about BDSM, and he likes rope. Okay. And she was like, oh, I'm interested. Okay. And, um, like, one of their first dates came over with this huge long list of, like, what is this? And what is this? And what is this? Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it was really cute. Um, so, but it was, like, a them thing. Okay. And then, I guess he, the conversation of, like, oh, you're bi. My wife likes girls, too. Yep. And, you know, is that something you'd be interested in? Because she thinks you're cute or whatever. And then yeah. same thing came to me like, hey, she thinks you're cute. Yeah, He was trying to set it up. <laughs> I, I've seen that before. I don't know where, but somewhere along the line, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And he has always liked the idea of like that, that family thing. Yeah. Um, so like that, that was kind of like his 
I don't want to say his goal with her necessarily, but he kind of like a hope. So a hope that you would all connect. Yeah. So you, how did you meet her? How did that go down? Did I meet her? Yeah. So, um, so did think... you like go on a date? Did you um, meet at the house and just say, hey? Yeah, I think she came. I don't remember really, honestly, but I think she came over and we like all went to dinner. Okay. So you kind of went on a date together. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it was there a nod or a pull the ear of a signal. Man, she's cute. I'm ready. Uh, let's go back to the house. Or um, it was a while before we messed around. It was. It okay. was. And it was a, it was definitely a, a gone through B situation where she's mm. like, oh, your wife's cute. And I'm like, oh, your girlfriend's cute. You know? Oh my gosh, you're adorable. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. So it's the shyness between the two women trying to figure Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yeah. Did even... you talk to her on your own? Like messaging, texting or anything? Not prior to, I don't know. It kind of happened slowly. Okay. It was very slowly. So kind of like a, a regular relationship, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of dating, talking kind of filling each other out, and then you decide at one, one some point that, hey, man, she's kind of cute, and I kind of dig her, so yep. maybe we'll... Like she spent the night one night, and yep. one thing led to another. Yep. Okay. So so now you would have the, the three of you together. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, it's always interesting to, to me because uh, we have... Uh, we sleep in a king-size bed, right? And um, with, with a couple dogs... And I usually get a sliver of that bed, small <laughs> little piece with a little piece of blanket. And that's just a couple dogs and a woman. So how does that work when you have three people trying to sleep in a bed at um, this point? So B sleeps in the middle. And okay. I sleep on one side. And, he, and uh, we'll call her Velvet. Velvet sleeps on the other side. Uh-huh. And, and, and That the, sounds like a good deal for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe except not, that sure. he's like a human furnace and he gets really hot. And it's oh. really funny because Velvet is naturally a cold person. And she'll like... Like, she calls him her heat rock. <laughs> so I know he's, like, waking up in the middle of the night, like, sweating. Yes. Um, which is pretty funny. I don't know. We have a king-size bed, and we just kind of all fit. So all fit, that's okay. Mm-hmm. No problem. Okay. Well, the two of them sleep like rocks. Like, they do. They don't move. Okay. Where I'm the flopper. Oh, So, yes. like, you know, Harmony I only... knows about flopping, don't you? <laughs> yes. You know, and I only have, like, that two feet of space yep. to flop around in. Yep. So it works out. It's fine. That's awesome. So then... At some point, right, you're you're having a good relationship together, everything's good, mm-hmm. and then you find somebody that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. So how did you find this person? It actually happened right around the same time. Okay. So B started dating Velvet, and I started dating Fur in October. Okay. So, and how did you find him? <laughs> well, he's my best friend's ex-husband's best friend. Oh, that sounds very interesting. <laughs> sounds like a whole episode just with that alone. Um, so I was on <laughs> and Tinder. And who's his best friend? Is this uh, Harmony that's over here next yes. to you? Oh, yes. <laughs> So, um, I was on Tinder mm-hmm. and I had just been ghosted by a guy that I was really into. Oh, and terrible. Isn't yeah, that terrible? That was like awful. the worst. Yeah. It was like, everything's going great. And then yeah. one day he just didn't answer and I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? That's not good. No, it was weird. Um, so, um, and it was weird cause he's mutual friends with people that I know. Oh, that's even terrible. Yeah. So my friend Jamie's like, oh, I went to this new year's party and he was there and I was going to say something. And I was like, girl, I'd like, leave it alone. You know? Yes, yes, yes. Let it go. Um, so Fur was on Tinder, and he messaged me something flirty. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know this kid. So obviously so. you swiped right. You, did you know him at the time? Like, yeah. Do you remember yeah, him? Yeah, okay. I remembered him. Okay. Yeah, you swipe right on people you know, right? I don't know. I don't normally <laughs> do that, no. So he messaged me and um, said something flirty, and, like, it didn't occur to me that he was flirting. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I know this kid. Like, he's not flirting with me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, what the fuck? Um, and you've met him before, And I met him before. Yeah, right. we've hung out before. Yeah. Um, so it kind of went back and forth until I was like, B, like, is, is he flirting with me? <laughs> like, is that what's happening right now? 
And B's like, yeah, he's always flirted with you. And I'm like, uh, am I just that oblivious that like I don't know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I think you were so disinterested and the situation that I had going on that you never paid two cents. Attention. Absolutely not. Like, yeah. like, you know, we've talked and we've hung out, but it was never like... Nothing. No. I was interested in no. him at all. I thought he was cute, but I wasn't like, right. yeah. Like, hey, babe. Yeah. No, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to pursue this and ask if he wants to go on a date. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also thought he was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sheltered? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. I thought he was very sheltered. So conservative? And that I'm, in yeah. In some way? Yes. Yeah. And that I might corrupt him. Oh. So. <laughs> you probably like that though, right? A little <laughs> no, bit? Maybe no. a little bit. Okay. Um, so like even as we were talking and like leading up to going on a date, I was still, I'm like, you, you do realize like I'm very alternative. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So we just kind of like chatted back and forth and then, um, and then I, I made him take me on a date. Oh, so yeah. did you ask him on a date or you said, Hey, you're going to take me on a date. Um, it was kind of one of those things where in his flirting, he's like, you should come over and cuddle me. And I was like, I don't do that until we've gone on a date. Ah. And then it was like... Is that the rules or this is this supersedes is the rules? This is you. Well, I guess B would say that's part of the rules. Like, you don't go over to some guy's house on the first date. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I mean? yes. That's um, and I, you know, was scary. like... Scary. Yeah. Well, even though I know him exactly, sure. I'm like, you got to like wine and dine me, dude. You got to oh. like earn it, something, uh, you know? Wine and dine. Like, there's got to be some sort of precursor to like I'm just gonna come over to your house like right. whatever um so so that led to going on a date okay mm-hmm. so you went out and had your date and how did that go well initially I kind of was like I'm only going on this date because like I feel like I owe it to him since I suggested <laughs> oh my it gosh, oh my God. honestly I was like I so I was it a pity date is that what you're saying I don't want to say it was a pity date but I wasn't expecting to like have enjoyed my time okay and then, so we went to Ale House for dinner, and we talked for, like, four hours. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit, it's, I gotta go home. Like, yeah. I need to go to sleep. I have to work in the morning. Right. Yeah. And so, that's when I was like, okay, we could do this again. So this continued? You mm-hmm. continued to date him? So at what point did you tell, you had story time, I assume, after yeah. this event? Yes. Yeah. Well, because B knew. You yeah. know, I'm like, oh, I'm going on a date with Fur, and he was like, really? I mean, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So certainly he didn't feel any jealousy of that. No, oh no. And yeah. and B is just not a jealous person yeah. in general. Like we, you know, if it comes up, like we talk about it and it's not a big deal for him. Mm. So you can get over it that way. Yeah. So you you, you decided to have feelings for him. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so you started dating. Mm-hmm. So now we have this dynamic where you have kind of the three, the velvet, yourself and B, mm-hmm. and fur on the side. Mm-hmm. So how do you all now intermix? How, how, at what point do you all become... One, or does that not happen? That doesn't happen. It does not happen. Mm-hmm. So you have a separate boyfriend on the side. Yep. And then you have a triad mm-hmm. together. Yep. So do the other two get jealous of you having time, spending time with him? Um, maybe a little, mm-hmm. but it's kind of one of those what they have each other kind of things. Okay. You know what I mean? I would say it's more of like Velvet and I get jealous over B's time. Oh. And more on... I know on her part it's different because mm. for her it's like, well, if B and I are having date night, like she doesn't have someone else. That's true. So like, what does she do? You right, know what I mean? Right. So I respect that for mm. sure. Um, so, but, and I, I feel, I do feel, you know, jealousy sometimes depending on what's going on, but, mm-hmm. 
But it is nice that I do have that other person too. So if they're right. going on a date, it's cool. Like I've got company. So you call up and say, hey, let's go out and mm-hmm. have some fun. And mm-hmm. is he, what sexuality is he? He's straight. He's straight. Mm-hmm. Boy, you seem to surround yourself with straight men. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. So um, so you have you, you, the, the, the interesting relationship there together. Mm-hmm. So do you ever, you said you don't ever come together. Do you ever sleep in the bed together? Does he spend the night? Do you sleep in a different room if he does spend the night? How does that work? Okay, so that happened. Mm-hmm. Where the four of us all slept in the same bed. Yes, yeah, now, now no one has any space. In that no. no. Um, oh my God, it was so hilarious though. Yes. And and Fur and I are both floppers. Oh. So I guess. So I assume he was on the end. Or... Yeah, he's on the end, and then yes. me, and then B, and then Velvet, yes. and it was really funny. Do you have a video he's... of that? Because I think. Oh man, that, that would have been so funny. He's flopping, I'm flopping. He refused to take his pants off. Like it was. <laughs> I'm like, you're wearing jeans to bed. Like this oh my is gosh. terribly uncomfortable. And 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 he's also a heat rock. So I'm, you know, surrounded by heat, heat. rocks, and I'm like, if he like, I'm gonna melt. <laughs> um. So it happened a couple times. So that was like the first time, and it was you know it was funny. Like mm, whatever, yeah. we were all totally cool about it and the next time i got for to take his pants off okay so we're a little more comfortable like completely off naked in the bed no it has no, boxers underwear on. On that, um yeah. and then um god forbid he and i flopped so much we kicked b and velvet out of the bed <laughs> they were like we're gonna sleep on the couch <laughs> that's pretty bad and then we decided um we'll just take turns so okay. like if fur is gonna spend the night then yeah We'll take turns, you know, in the bed. Someone sleep in the bed. Someone sleep in the couch. Okay. Because it just like wasn't working, and the couple times it happened was like we had the day off the next day, so it wasn't Mm. a big deal. Mm. But like if you spend the night on a work day, like that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work. You know. So um, initially, um, Fur lived on his own, and so I'd go over there Mm -hmm. because we didn't have another room. Sure. Um, So I spent a lot of time over at his house. Okay. Yeah. So you hung out there, and then Velvet and B kind of Mm -hmm. did their thing on their own too. Mm -hmm. So, um, do you think that the relationships you've had, this relationship, which is, I guess, um, non-traditional, certainly, mm-hmm. and um, it certainly is um, more and more prevalent, I think, now. I think people have admitted to themselves that being married to one person and is not always the right thing. And that um, humanity, in my opinion, is human- humans are not made to be with one person. Particularly sexually, you, you want to be with multiple people. That's mm-hmm. the way we're biologically programmed. So to prevent cheating, which normally happens, or the boredom that kind of comes along with just relationships, this kind of kind of helps. So what would you, what would you suggest or recommend, or what did you learn about this experience you've had up to this point about relationships? Um, well, I feel like relationships are very unique. Mm. Um, and I kind of have some similar feelings on, like, sort of the biology of it all. But I also don't think poly is for everybody. Sure. I think some people are programmed to be monogamous. And yeah. that's okay, too. Yeah. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't see any problem with any of it. And I just, sort of the more I learn about, like, relationship styles and, like, you know, because I'm a very nosy person. Sure. So when I meet other poly people, I'm like, how does it work? Like, what do you do? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, do you all, all sleep on the same bed? Yeah. Exactly. Like, it's all, it's all different. It's all very interesting. So I don't know. The more I, it's just fascinating. So you find it fascinating anyway. Absolutely. Have you always found it fascinating? Or is oh, it yeah. something newer? Oh, yeah. Learning about other people's lifestyles, just like, especially like alternative lifestyles. Sure. I find it very fascinating. Where, where do you do your research? Where do you look at? Where does your go-to website so you can kind of, kind of see these kind of things? Um, I guess FET has been a big resource. So FETLife.com. Yeah. So, and then when, like 10 years ago, it was blogs. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Blogs were really big. Mm-hmm. And so there's a couple of them that I followed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
reading about other people's lives, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. Tumblr was big because yes. people would post like blog situations on Tumblr. True. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know about research though. I guess it just kind of was like peeking into other people's life. So you're, a, are you a voyeur? Would you say a little bit? A yeah, a little bit of a voyeur. <laughs> so you you um, you certainly have done this for a little bit and mm-hmm. have some experience both with your past with growing up uh, being kind of in a, a more open open world with your Mm -hmm. family so what would you what advice would you give to people that are looking at possibility of going into this type of situation about being this lifestyle of being polyamorous what would you record what would you give them advice on um i would say that you need to like really think about it and make sure that is Mm -hmm. sort of the right choice for you okay um and your partner Mm -hmm. or partners as the case may be Mm -hmm. um and that's not a band-aid if your okay. marriage is failing or your relationship is failing, mm. saying, oh, let's be poly is not going to fix it. Right. Um, I feel like it's very important that if you are starting off with a primary partner or whatever, if you already have an existing partner and you're deciding as as a couple to kind of open up in whatever way you do that, you have to have like that firm foundation. Mm. You have to be able to communicate with each other. You can't, you know, you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to do whatever I want because right. like, it's not going to work. Communication is key. Communication is key. So story time is important. Yeah. Yeah. Story time is important, no matter how detailed you get into it, because maybe not everybody wants to talk about, like, their sexual escapades with their partner, and that's okay. Um, But, yeah, you have to be able to be like, oh, yeah, I went on a date today. Mm. You have to be able to talk about it. Mm. So have you you had any regrets of being in this relationship at some point where you say, hey, I just want my husband, this is it? No. No. Mm-mm. So every day you feel like this is the right thing for me and this is the way I want to be. Um, I mean, you know, sometimes I get jealous, but, you know, especially because, like, um, the Velvet had an injury and she's been out of work. Oh. Um, so inherently she spent more time with me and mm. it was kind of like, man, that's not really fair. But then you look at it and you're like, okay, well, our work schedules are opposite and it's sure. not like she intended for that to happen. Right. Um, so, but making sure that you... That I'm communicating that so that mm-hmm. my needs are met is kind of what. And do you have date night with him? Do you have a special time where you just you two go out? Yes. And you two do together? Yes. Um, so um, our schedules literally are opposite. <laughs> okay. Almost every single day. Yeah. Um, so we, like most poly people, have a Google calendar. <laughs> everybody's color coded. Oh. Um, so that we're able to look at it and say like, okay, this day, one day a week. Like, a, like dedicated to me and I having time. Okay. And maybe it's more than one day a week, and that's awesome, sure. and that works out, but it's always at least one day a week. Mm-hmm. And that's just when he and I have one-on-one time. Sure. It's like, we'll all hang out the four of us, or yeah. just me and Velvet and B, or however it works, but dedicated one day a week at least. What about you and Velvet? Do you two just hang out together, or is it really always generally with B? Um, it kind of depends. Mm-hmm. So we call each other wife, so we have wife date night sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Do you get intimate with her during those times? We have. We have. Yeah, we're yeah. both super awkward. Like, um, <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to start it, and you're not going to start it. So I guess we're So you sit gonna... there staring at each other yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> um, do you think that um, this has strengthened your relationships, or do you think this has hurt your relationship? Or how do you feel like that? I feel like it, well, yeah, I feel like it strengthens for sure. Mm. Um, you kind of learn what like everybody has to offer and like how you're getting your needs met and you're, you're definitely, like I said, communication is like a requirement. So, um, you do learn more about yourself and what you need and how you need it Mm. and how to express those needs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I hope that we have further conversations with you because I think this is a really good session. It was really fun. And, uh, I really would like to obviously have, uh, both of us would have your 
significant others to come in and kind of talk about the same thing or even have a group session where we all talk sure. about it together because yeah. I think that would be fun. Yeah. So um, thank you for coming today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you for listening to another great episode of Behind Blue Eyes. I'll have another great episode available for you ready for your Monday morning commute. Make sure you check out the website XXX Behind Blue Eyes, where you can find a blog, past episodes, and other goodies. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you tell a friend and subscribe. And you can also contribute to our Patreon campaign. Send us a few bucks, helps keep the lights on. So make sure your vibes are charged, you have plenty of fresh batteries, and you explore one new adventure before the next episode. Peace and love.